Okay, listen. Somebody has got to get serious. Well, I think that, uh, we need the sky's the limit on what we can gouge you for a gallon of gas. And as uh, long as we don't have any oversight or regulation, Wall Street can speculate all they want. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. You hear about alternatives, right? Wind, solar, algae. I think that'll work on a large scale, but it won't be any more affordable. The reality is we're big oil, and what that means is we can ram our fists so far up your ass we can tickle your tonsils. We gotta get on this now. Get on this, lady. At Chevron, our scientists are hard at work developing a mechanical dildo that rapes you as you bend over to fill the tank. Chevron, gas prices high as the sky. You won't complain. Spoke of Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. The Vatican will not bless same sex marriages. They say homosexuality is a sin. <laughs> he started out a regular guy who joined the erectory and made the ultimate sacrifice, embracing celibacy. Father O'Toole. Amen. Holding food. Father O'Toole, altering boys, amen. As time went by, his earthly needs compromised his choice. He found a way to get relief by altering young boys. Father O'Toole, amen. Holding food. Father O'Toole. Altering boys, amen. He was happy and gay till he got caught by some tattletale. Then the Vatican paid everyone off and he didn't have to go to jail. Father O'Toole, amen. Bunk, holding fool. They sent him to a priest retreat where they genuflect and pray. If it was you or it was me, they'd lock us up and throw the keys away. Father O'Toole, amen. Bum, holin' fool. Just when you think the Pope is getting a little bit progressive, <laughs> he's always ready to disappoint. You're listening to The Brit Summer Show on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, broadcasting live from a paradise that never was. Programming note to uh, my local listeners on the ground. Uh, the station rescheduled my show again. And it's on Sunday nights. Whoa, that's going to be a high listen. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's still on the air. I ain't going to complain. They can put it wherever they want. And the show, too. I'm going to kick this show off with uh, a blast from the past. And longtime listeners of this show will remember the name Frank Attilis. Oh, yeah. Justice has been saved. But I'm going to get back to that breaking news in uh, in a moment first 
We're going to hop back into the time machine six years ago. Uh, last month, as a matter of fact, 2015, it was February of that year, trying to pass an uh, anti-transgender uh, bathroom bill. That, uh, Florida has the distinction, and I do mean stink, of being one of the first states to try to pull that one off. And, of course, I was all over that. But the one congressman that was championing this uh, hate bill was Frankie Attilis. Now, for the benefit of people who have tuned in since 2015, this show is going to be on 10 years. So I'm going to give you a little refresher on what this Frankie Artillis is all about. We're hopping in the time machine. Won't you come along and dream right now? I want to talk about this Frank Artillis or, or Artiles or whatever his name is. This, this fat, self-promoting douche out of Miami who actually... Is from Los Angeles, and uh, he is a vet, and he uh, uh, he was in Iraq. Whether he saw combat or not, I I doubt it. But if he did, it's pretty evident to me he caught some uh, shrapnel in the head. Uh, one vet to another, Frankie. Uh, <laughs> you must have been like Private Pile, because I got news for you, Frankie. This proposed House Bill HB five eighty three is a proposed bill to ban transgenders from using uh, the la- specifically transgenders from using the ladies room but it fails to mention trans men idiots like this Frankie Artillis or Artiles or whatever his name is morons like him with the, his eyes are way too close together with his with his little buzz cut he doesn't know what a trans man is so what what are you going to do about that Frankie you're going to ban why don't you ban everybody from using the restroom except for your fat Stinking self, you big, fat, smelly asshole trying to appeal to your redneck base who has no clue, no understanding. And the old green tooth Cubans in Miami that made you a congressman that, that really don't know you're from Los Angeles. Uh, dude, you're going to have some real problems because you don't know what transgender means. It's just a homophobic, bigoted way to get your name in the paper. And you did. But there's no profit in a bill like that. And I know, because I use the ladies' room all the time, and, and restaurants and hotels want my business. I have never had a problem with it at all, with the exception of women asking me for makeup tips. And that's it. If you behave yourself, you act like a human being, which you're not, uh, there's never any problem. And another thing, Frankie... You fat bastard. How are you going to know they're transgender? What are you going to have? Uh, transgender police go into the bathroom as it looks under the stalls. How are you going to check? Asshole. You see, it's guys like that. They, they suppress their homosexual urges. And it's guys like that that look at my pictures and a lot of my T-girl sisters online late at night and do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frankie Artillis. Now, back in November, during the uh, Miami-Dade elections, there was a phantom candidate on the ballot, and it, <laughs> it was a Hispanic name, but there was no picture. Nobody knew who it was. It was just a name 
on the ballot. And a, a Hispanic name, well, with the Cuban voters, that's all you need, just a Hispanic name. Just ask uh, Marco Rubio, who will be senator for life. Why? Because he has a Hispanic surname. It's all they need. So, knowing this, and I'm certain that Florida GOP, QGOP was behind this as well. Knowing this, well, let me get to this story. This is from Channel 10 News. The former Florida state senator accused of masterminding and funding a sham candidate to manipulate voters last November is now facing charges of felony campaign finance crimes. So yeah, Republicans are passing all those uh, voter suppression bills. (laughs) They're the ones with their reflectionism. They're the ones who do the cheating. Anyway, Frank Artillis is being booked into the Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center on Thursday morning. Oh! All right! One day after his Palmetto Bay home was raided. It was raided. Oh! Yes! Shill candidate Alex Rodriguez was also booked Thursday morning. The charges include... A little traveling music, please. Making or receiving campaign contributions over or in excess of limits. Oh! All right. Conspiracy to make or receive two or more campaign contributions over or in excess of limits. Oh! They don't take any bullshit from him. False swearing in connection with voting or elections. I swear they're going to nail him good. You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch, and I have no regrets. I got you for a candy bar and a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) According to a warrant obtained by local Channel 10 News, investigators say Artillis offered to pay Rodriguez $50,000 half during the election and half afterward, for Rodriguez to enter November's District 37 state Senate race, where he shared the last name of the incumbent Democrat candidate. It's Democratic candidate, Channel 10. Jose Javier Rodriguez. Boy, I wish George was alive today. And dig this. What I was saying about Hispanic names, they look up and down the belly and Hispanic name, I'm going to vote for. This is a Hispanic name. I'm voting for him or her or whoever has the most Hispanic name. That's how they vote down in Miami. Way down in the Miami River, down where the dope comes in. That's where we load our shipment with illegal aliens. And we don't have to worry, we won't get reaped all. Now, just to clarify, Jose Javier Rodriguez was the real genuine candidate, and he was defeated by the fake Republican candidate by 32 votes. The planned candidate, Alex Rodriguez, got over 6 
thousand. Well, how's that go? Six thousand dollars and one Cadillac. He got over six thousand votes despite not actually campaigning, nor having actual political aspirations. Anyway, Fat Frankie Artillis is going in the tombs. Oh! <laughs> Serves you right, you douchebag, scumbag, piece of fat-ass shit that comes from Los Angeles. I mean, he didn't even live here. He was a plant. So I guess he thought this was okay. Anyway, a little bit of good news. Oh! And of course, a Republican. I am above the law! But you won't you won't hear that on the right-wing uh, hate talk radio stations. They're going to just skip over that story, thank you. They're going to talk about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head, which is in their wheelhouse of mentality. That, that makes sense. And as far as the GOQP, or the GQOP, is concerned, they don't even bother hiding their racism. They're just out-and-out racist. Right, Ron and on Johnson? And why... Because they can. Because uh, there's no one there to fire back. There's no more voices to push back on their eliminationist rhetoric and now their racist rhetoric with the voter suppression laws that are permeating the states across the country, including this one. It's worse than Jim Crow because what they're saying is you have to be a certain shade of white. You just can't be Caucasian. You've got to be shiny white. And in most Republicans' cases, that's hard to do because they don't bathe. And like I've said for years, Republicans, their biggest problem is that they can't get laid. That's why the Catholic Church and the the, uh, down-home, right-wing Republican religionists are the biggest hypocrites of all. When it comes to sex, they're just a gal who can't say no. But they keep it under their... uh, priestly dress that and uh the southern baptists or whatever they are the republican uh evangelicals or pentecostals or whatever the hell it is they're all the same like that the 25 year old kid who murdered eight asian masseuses well that, that's hard to say and this all started with Trump with the, it's the Hunan flu, the Hunan flu, <laughs> yeah. Leave the Asians alone. You got to go hating on somebody. But you never go hating on the whites, do you? Right, Ron Johnson? Whites don't do no wrong. There ain't no such thing as a white asshole, right? Just you. But yeah, these these new Jim Crow laws on, on steroids. Well, first, let me say they got to pass that SB1, that voters' rights bill, to reinforce the voters' rights we've already had that the Supreme Court got rid of, what was it, in 2013? And the Republicans have since whittled away at. Uh, Now they want to get rid of our voting rights entirely, and that means pretty much everybody. Look, I've got a nice tan. If you've got a tan and you're not translucent white, you won't be able to vote. I have olive oil skin. I'm Sicilian. So... (laughs) I may not qualify for being white. You got to be dazzling, sparkling white. Because those are the ones that are closer to Jesus than everybody else. Why? Eh, because they're white. Just like the insurrectionists on 1 6. They were all white. And that's why Ron Johnson felt so comfortable with that. It's nothing more 
than unabashed racism. And it's out in the open now. They don't even have to hide it. Since Trump, they wear it on their sleeve. Like a swastika only, it's, uh, it says racist on there. If you're a Republican, you are a racist. If you're a Republican, you can't get laid. And that kid killing those Asian women in, in, in Georgia. And I heard a pundit the other day had a good point. Even if they pass SB1, they're not going to be able to touch Georgia. Georgia's still going to have Jim Crow laws no matter what you do because they're bigoted, racist assholes in Georgia. And much to my disappointment, I've been to Atlanta. And I have to tell you, I had a great time in Atlanta. And the food, the food was very good. I was impressed with Atlanta. And I have to wonder, what's that place doing there? It's so out of place, Atlanta. In the middle of all those uh, foot-stomping, inbred, wall-eyed, block-footed hillbillies there. It's surrounded by a a metropolitan city with really good restaurants. I'm talking pre-COVID. I don't know if they're still open or not. You want you want to have a good meal, go to Atlanta. And then get out fast. <laughs> if you're darker than taup, if you're darker than ivory white, get out of there fast. There are a bunch of burning cross, nose-picking clansmen there. And clans women. I don't want to mention uh, M.T. Green by name. And they're, they're in Congress, and they're in the Senate, and they don't care. They're racist, and they are proud of it. So they got to put that SB1 bill through. And do uh, have to go back to it? We have to have some voices on the radio pushing back on the rhetoric. Because this kid, <laughs> kid, have you seen this asshole? Have you seen what he looks like? With the scraggle beard? He can barely grow a beard, so he has like a scraggle... Somebody who naturally would never get a girl and would have to pay for it. And now, of course, they're talking about, oh, it was a sexual uh, addiction. (laughs) Sexual addiction, my shapely ass. This was cold-blooded murder perpetuated by hate talkers online and on hate talk radio. That's what this was. Or if you listen to that sheriff that was in charge of this uh, investigation... Buford Hillbilly uh, Dog Do or whatever his name is. He's he's at the press conference saying, Well, he had a bad day. Yep, he just had a bad day. If you gave him a sodium pentothal, he would have went, I'm glad he killed those Asians. Yeah. So you can't you can't complain about the uh, law enforcement in Georgia when it comes to minorities. Because there ain't none. They're glad to see it happen. And I'm certain when that police chief said, uh, he's just having a bad day, that uh, the Nazi police unions all stood up and uh, gave the Hitler salute. Because police unions are all about killing minorities. They love nothing more. And then I, I saw, with all this going on, I saw a representative, I think it was Lawrence O'Donnell, who was uh, in charge of the Black Policeman Society. Well, I have a question for you. Why don't you say anything? Doesn't any of this bother you? Why are you so? You must be the quietest black policeman's society ever, because you, you have nothing to say. 
They kill blacks in their sleep. They kill them on the street. They kill they, that one guy was running, jogging or something. And the, the two hillbillies, they weren't cops, but they, they killed them. But the cops did not investigate. They were their friends. So the, the, the society of black police officers, they're OK with this. They got nothing to say to the police union who absolutely endorses and backs this type of behavior. That would be my question to him. Yeah, he's a sex addict. Oh, please. That is just, I'm sorry. <clears throat> How shall I put this? Absolute bullshit. And <laughs> well, He's a sex addict. If you are addicted to sex, that doesn't mean you go around murdering people. So now, let it, leave it to the media. They're equating it with that because they don't question anything. Well, he is a proclaimed sex addict, and he murdered eight women. No, he's just a murderer. With seeds planted by hate talkers on Fox News, online, and especially in, in Georgia, AM Hate Talk Radio. Sex addict. My shapely ass. And I hope they hang that little fucker. But what they're not saying is, I think this kid thought he was doing double duty. He was feeling better about himself because he can't get laid or he had to pay for it. And at the same time, and let me tell you that there are nothing but hate talk radio stations all through Atlanta. Yeah, including when owned by this company. I think they own WQXI, Quixie and Dixie, which used to be a great station. <laughs> there used to be a lot of great stations. They're all ruined now. But they've got their local and national Right-wing hate talkers on the air encouraging murder of this brutal force against minorities. Day in, day out, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, non-stop. And don't, don't confuse Democrats with that because they'll just go, huh? Huh? Nobody listens to the radio anymore. Somebody's sinking millions of dollars into it and buying radio stations left and right. Nobody listens to it. I don't listen, so I guess nobody does. That's the logic Democrats have. I don't listen to the radio in my car. I have XM. I listen to my music. I don't listen to AM radio. Who listens to that anymore? All of these people do. We're shirking our responsibility to disseminate the truth against the lies but Andrew Cuomo was playing grab ass that's the uh, big issue with the Democratic Party that's what all the focus is on right Letitia James I hope you're not too distracted from prosecuting Trump hmm yeah that hasn't crossed the media's mind and now they're going to pass all kinds of laws they tried that here with the uh, massage parlor they're just uh, whorehouses but okay the, the, the women there, they don't bother anybody. And the men go in and out quietly, anonymously. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's harmed. It serves as a, I guess you could call it a surrogate for sex because a lot of these guys are Republican men and they, they can't get nothing at home or they can't get laid at all. And every time there's an election in this area where the, there's going to be a mayor or a new police chief or whatever, whenever they have that uh, election cycle, they start shutting down the massage parlors. And they don't, not so much the swing clubs anymore because our new sheriff is one of the customers there. But 
when he was installed by death sentence yeah they, they started hitting on some massage parlors just for show because they're still around and we got one down the street and yeah the argument could be made that there's a human sex trafficking involved i don't think not all of them i don't think the ones in this area are you know sex trafficking is a, is a horrible thing uh let me tell you about everything i learned in the women's clubs seminars speaker after speaker uh i'll tell you what sex trafficking really is it is primarily south american teenage girls and what they do is they send these uh they, they call them recruiters they're, they're usually well-dressed women driving in a mercedes or a cadillac suv or whatever it is very impressive to the poor people in South America. It could be any of the countries down there. So they impress these teenage girls and tell them that I will take you to America where the streets are paved with gold. Make all these promises. And I think they write a check or give cash to the families to take their child to the United States. And they, despite what the Trumpers think, they issue them an airline ticket. They fly here. And, pr- and pretty much to Miami International and Orlando. Because the sex trafficking starts in where else? Florida. And it's South American teenage girls, not Asians. Okay? And where is sex trafficking most prevalent? It would be in Orlando, in the hotels around Disney World. Up and down International Drive. And once they get the girls off the plane, they put them in shackles and chains and take them to Orlando or to Miami. And then they spread them out from there. But this is usually their base of operations right here, the sex trafficking. And they passed a law back in, was it 2015 or 16, against sex trafficking. It had no teeth in it. Nothing happened. Especially with... uh, the orange orangutan in office, naturally, he likes that sort of thing. But there's your sex trafficking. As far as the Asians are concerned, uh, it goes way back. Asian massage parlors. Maybe maybe in California or the West Coast, they got a lot of Filipinos there. Maybe that's what it is. But as far as sex trafficking, uh, but that's besides the point. It's whether they were... Uh, Massage parlor of prostitutes or whatever it is, <clears throat> there's no excuse to kill eight women. And they're going to they're throw religion at this. They're going to throw sexual behavior at this. Uh, but they're not going to say the real reason, and that is domestic white terrorism. They just don't want to say that because it's white. Ooh. But that's what it is. <clears throat> Anarchy, murder, and... It's all brought on by the encouragement of online and AM hate talk radio. Down through the strip joint, fat men go. You stick a dollar in the garter of a tattooed hoe. He say, honey, got money for you. But when you take me back into the private room. For a hand job. Hand job. I'm gonna hose you down like a tuna fish. 
Listening to the Brit Summer Show. So, getting back to the stochastic terrorists that are on the air in every town across the country, there's one in particular. I heard a sec, not a segment, but a, a soundbite from his show, uh, and it was regarding Biden's address to the nation, which I thought was very well done. And I'm not the only one. It was actually a relief to hear a normal human being being the president. Uh, but the talking point the following day was, uh, I, you know, the usual thing. What Biden said was all lies. It was propaganda. The Democrats are bad and blah, 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 beep and blah, 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 boop. And so every right-wing talk show was saying the same thing, including Mark Levin. Now, if you... How... Well, first, let me tell you that Mark Levin, he talks, he broadcasts from a multi-million dollar broadcast facility based in San Francisco. Yeah, sorry, Trump tards. He's not in your hometown. But you talk like this with a pinched up nose and you eat Mark Levin. And the soundbite I heard, he was saying, Joe Biden was a propagandistic. He was propagandistic. You made up a new word, propagandistic. What the hell does that mean? Propagandistic. He was propagandistic. And Mark Levin talks like this. And he's an attorney. Can you imagine him in a court of law, which I doubt he even practiced? But he is a lawyer. I am Dick, Your Honor. My client is innocent, Your Honor. Wee, 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 wee. I'm Mark Levin. <laughs> it hurts to do that voice. But if I ever ran into him, I'd have just one question to Mark Levin. And that would be, all idealism aside, how the fuck did you get on the air? How did that happen? No doubt, he brokered time and probably sent his show to several stations and eventually got picked up by a syndicator, whatever happened. But how the hell is that? How does somebody else talk like Mark Levin? How does he get on here? You know, you'd expect to hear that on a podcast. Oh, that would be perfectly understandable. But on every radio station across the country, 
Look within the blink of a yeah, evil slob as he was, uh, he had he had the chops. He did make his bones in Top 40 Radio, and he had a voice for radio. It made sense. Look within. Look within. I want you to go out there and kill everybody. Kill everybody who isn't white. And no, I'm not a Jew. I'm not a self-hating Jew. Mark Levin is not a Jew. Just keep that in mind. Remember that. Everything I say you believe in, I'm not a Jew. Now kill the Jews too, because I'm... <laughs> because I'm a Sonder Commander and I'd sell my mother for a loaf of bread. Mark Levin. How does that guy get on the air? How's that? How's that? And he's all over. So I'm thinking, I'm going to do an air check. <clears throat> As if Mark Levin was doing Top 40 radio. <laughs> you explain it to me, how, does, how the hell that happened. It's propagandistic. Go, go, go! 85 rain, cool degrees outside. You're listening to the Mark Levin Show on KNAZI. With all the master hits for the master race. KNZI chime time. 20 after the hour. Here's a mad platter from the Golden Groove Yard. The Champs! After the hour, it's 85 sunny degrees outside, and I want to remind all you kids out there that there's going to be a cross burning in the front of the governor's mansion. So get out there, threaten her life, and if you can, kidnap her and kill her. You heard that first right here on KNAZI, the Mogwabin Show. Convention held in the Empire State For 9-11 thankless Saudis give their hands a shake And dance on the grave I'm reading Mein Kampf now The Bush Doctrine as well You see you believe anyone If you can 
and think for yourself. Lot da da da. Lot da da da. Lot da 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 da. The entertainment at the Nazi party was appropriately Christian and white. There was David Duke and Clear Channel approved Lee Greenwood and Toby Greenteeth Keith. I'm watching O'Reilly now and Ann Coulter as well. If you don't believe Bush is the only one, then you should die and go to hell. Thus concludes part one of the Brit Summer Show. And a little programming note, I'll be out of town the next couple weeks. Uh, maybe I'll have a show in by then. So stay tuned for more updates on that. <laughs> but I don't know. I gotta see my mother. And uh, on the way back, I'll pick up some Donut King. Because outside of my family, that's uh, unfortunately up there. Uh, that's the only thing worth uh, going to <laughs> is Donut King. But the show's not over, as you know, so stay tuned because there's going to be more on the second half of the Brit Summer Show. For everybody on the ground, remember this show has changed its time slot to sometime on Sunday night, whatever it is. (laughs) And in a couple of weeks, I'll uh, be back with you right here on 953 Hi, this is Britt Summers, here to tell you about Feeding South Florida. It's Florida's leading domestic hunger relief organization, the largest and most efficient food bank serving Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals, including children and older adults over the past year. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive through food distributions. Feeding South Florida has partnered with Amazon.com to deliver meal boxes to homebound older adults in Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade counties. If you're able to, please donate today at FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And thank you for your support. That's FeedingSouthFlorida.org. This portion of the show brought to you by Spring. Ah, spring. Regrowth. Rejuvenation. Fresh-cut grass. Pollen counts. Itchy, watery eyes. Sneezing and coughing. Welcome back, spring. Music. From Boca, Brittany. Music. More music. we got a lot of uh, Republican religionists out there who tell us to govern ourselves accordingly, but it's okay for them to do whatever they want. Every good Christian knows a game to play, and it's not so very hard to do. The name of the game is the Bible says, if you interpret it the way we do, tell people you know the way. The Bible says, invite them to your house. Take their possessions away. And then you burn it down You can get somebody to believe anything If you make the Bible say it's true No matter what you do, you can be guilt-free Cause the Lord will always forgive you Pick up a poisonous snake Wave it all around Find a portion clinic Everybody pray along with me, okay? 
Forever, doesn't it? And the more these uh, religionists, these uh, GOQP little Christians, the more they keep endorsing murder and uh, have sex in a gymnasium with all the guys in there, right, uh, M.T. Green? You hillbilly slut. I just can't stand that slut. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, and I saved Stitcher for last because there was a little problem with that, uh, but I solved it. And what happened was they changed their platform around, they redid a few things, and I had to re-enter the feeds for the show, but it's back on Stitcher, so you can hear it on there. And thanks for listening because... It sure makes me enthusiastic about doing more shows, which is going to be, like I said, 10 years, and nobody noticed. (laughs) But the ones who contribute the most, they certainly have noticed, and uh, I'm very grateful to all of you out there. And for those of you who even just share my linky-dink, thank you for that. Just get the word out. What word did you say? Yeah, that word. And of course, as always, the underwriter of this program... An angel who has descended upon this show. Ernie! I got a new one for you, Ernie. We thank you. Yeah, you know, I was going to do... I guess I'll move it up to the next show. I was going to do the instrumental hits uh, that that no longer exist. It's really sad. It's, It's strange, too. Uh, there's probably musicians out there who are really good right now that can put together a great instrumental, and uh, we'll never know. Unless you really have to burn through YouTube videos, how are you going to know? And besides, instrumentals, eh. But you got to remember, all the way up, geez, all the way up until, what, the 80s, instrumental songs were huge hits. People liked hearing it, like dancing to it. And I know, don't give me the CDM stuff. That's different. I'm talking about musicians playing instruments and things, reading charts, uh, practicing, uh, burning their lives out on a miserable existence of being a musician. You know, the ones that make their bones playing music. And uh, they don't got to do that no more. Software takes care of all that for you. And here's the result. Nothing. So I'm going to do that uh, maybe the next show. Because uh, I'm just not going to have time for it. I'm going to play a bunch of them. It's something worth planning to listen to because uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, Instrumentals that uh, you haven't heard in a long time. But when you hear them, it's like, oh, yeah, those instrumentals. And it's sad because they're extinct. Instrumental hits are extinct. I'll give you one uh, real quick. Young Holt Unlimited, Soulful Strut.
done shortly after by Barbara Acklin as a vocal, and uh, it was called Am I the Same Girl? But you're not going to hear stuff like that no more. No. Something, I, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but I went to get gas in the car. And it's two eighty nine for regular for for the cheap the cheapest. Normally it's around I don't know two ten uh, two thirty nine. That's normally what you see prior to the pandemic. When the pandemic hit a year ago, a uh, gas dropped down to less than a buck a gallon. And it seems to me that the uh, gas companies are. Uh, Making up for lost time here. They shut down, intentionally shut down several of the refineries. So they're, they're holding back on purpose. And if you'll notice, remember they had excuses after excuses. Uh, the first one was the Arab oil embargo back in the 70s. <clears throat> and then they had another one in the late 70s. It was still the Arab oil embargo, which was, I don't know, a lie? Yeah, it was an embargo, but it had no impact on our fuel supply. But it was a great excuse. And then they had other excuses, like the Iraq War. That's when gas went up to, and, and on the West Coast, it went up to like five, six dollars a gallon during the Iraq War. Why? Because this nation is at war. So we got to rape you at the pump. Now, today, they don't have to say anything to you. They just raise the prices arbitrarily. Whatever whatever uh, meets their whimsy. Whatever buys them a new Bentley. They don't even bother making things up. They just raise the price. This is, so it's like, here we go again. And these electric... And now, the EV vehicles... Oh, uh, first of all, the ones that are within a range, affordable range, they all look silly. I'm sorry, they're goofy looking. But, but they're still over 20, like close to $30,000 for uh, even for like the uh, Prius, which isn't really an electric car. It kind of is. It's, it's uh, whatever it is. But the real electric cars that you plug into the wall, like the Teslas and uh, we had one here. There was an electric car company here called Fister. It was a Fister. Oh, I wouldn't want to be. And they were good-looking cars. It's just, uh, what do you drive? I drive a Fister. They went out of business. <laughs> yeah, the name can kill it. Uh, but there's a move on by uh, smaller companies building electric cars that are to make them more affordable to us. And in some respects, uh, it makes sense. If you're not planning to go far, because none of them, including the Tesla... No electric car has a range worth a crap. The Tesla claims to be over 200 miles. I don't think so. I don't believe it. And I don't want to be on a turnpike or on the highway and uh, have my battery go dead. But other than that, I really would like to have an electric car. But one that would at least do what a tank of gas will do. That would make me very happy. If I can... What's a normal range on a tank? Well, a new car's... Some of the new cars got a 500-mile range on one tank of gas. If they can match that with an electric car at an affordable price, oh, yeah, then that's fine by me. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. And, yeah, they're talking about it. But 
Anything, anything with a range, uh, Tesla is way ahead of the game with this, and any car with a good range of five or 600 miles, uh, it's going to be them first, and it's going to be 80 to 100 to $120,000 for a car. And uh, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I'm getting a 59 Cadillac. I can't even, that money won't even buy a 59 Cadillac right now. But if you're going to spend that kind of money, you'll get something decent. Get, get something that <laughs> doesn't look silly and stupid and foolish. Although, the, I have to say, the uh, the S model of the Tesla is not a bad-looking car. It still looks like a jelly bean like any other car in the road. I mean, there's, there's nothing fun about it, the looks of it. And that's the problem with cars today. They're, they're not fun to look at. Uh, engineering, far superior to the older cars, yeah. And they don't rust out in the showroom. I have to give them that. But... Uh, it's either a truck or a jelly bean. I mean, come on, Cadillac. It's a fucking truck. It's a Chevy truck. You're not fooling me. Not that I could afford a Cadillac, but if I, I could afford a Cadillac, it would probably be a 62 drop top. Something that, oh, I don't know, looks like a Cadillac. <laughs> Even with the bad brakes. <laughs> GM car. GM, big GM luxury cars in early 60s they had a eh, little problem with the brakes there but there's a, a a company called candy candy that is making uh, electric cars affordable to us that's the good news with your government rebate the car will cost you 10 grand for an electric car that's the very good news here's the not so good news it looks ridiculous <laughs> it's just look up candy k27 that's the model i'm talking about it's just a, it looks like something you see in a kitty section at the amusement park however that being said if you're in a situation where you live in a just a town where you, you don't even drive maybe 40 or 50 miles a week on a tank of gas uh well this thing goes 60 so if you just commute back and forth to work or just go to the store occasionally, <clears throat> you can get a big gas hog, park that in a garage, and for ten grand, you can drive one of these candy K27s for $10,000 $10, and uh, just be embarrassed for a little bit, but you'll save on gas. And then if you have to go and make a trip, you rent a car. It's easy as that, but... I don't know. They're trying. They're trying. And my only question to the, the people that are engineering these uh, state-of-the-art electric cars, can you do us all a favor and kind of make it look uh, like a car? <laughs> like, like, not stupid. Something we can drive that we won't be embarrassed to be inside of. Although I got to say, if you look up Candy K27, the outside looks stupid, but the inside... Looks like a pretty decent car. It's, it, when you're driving it, I'm certain you feel fine. <laughs> if you don't think about what it looks like on the outside. But I'm happy that they're, they're moving forward with affordable, affordable electric cars. That means, well, you know, here's a good example. You know how much a personal computer was 25 years ago, 30 years ago? My father bought a... Uh, Acne, or I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was a, a personal home computer. Uh, he bought this in 1989. And he paid, this is just a personal computer. 
just a few megabytes of memory in it. Uh, $2,500 for a personal home computer. When they first came out, the Macs, the Apples in, in the 70s, they were $5,000. Uh, and then my first computer was two grand. So <laughs> now look what it is. I mean, you could get a, a nice remand for a couple hundred bucks. And your phone alone. I mean, if you don't do work on a computer like I do, your phone is a computer, and you get a really decent one for a couple of hundred bucks. But they were in the thousands of dollars back then. Uh, and I see the same thing happening for uh, electric cars. As they keep producing them, as they're more numerous uh, and flood the market, the, the price should come down. Uh, I don't know about Tesla, but if they make a decent looking uh, you know something, I'm, I'm using scotch tape, glue, and band-aids to keep my car on the road with 109,000 miles on it now. Why? Because I don't have any car payments. And the insurance payment is enough. And I just can't afford a new car. But I'll tell you something, if they had a decent-looking electric vehicle with a 500-mile range, yeah, then I'd uh, make an effort to get that. But, but it, it can't look stupid. I can't be seen in a stupid-looking car. Like, like a cartoon vehicle. I, 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 I just can't do that. But that's kind of good news if you think about it. Because right now, they're raping us good at the pump. And uh, you know, <clears throat> maybe that's temporary because they do this on occasion. And then it drops back down. I'm just hoping that eventually it drops back down. Turn around. Every time I drive my car into a gas station, the prices aren't coming down. Every now and then I try to make it to work with my gas gauge reading just above Maybe I should call my boss and take a day off and go and drink all the beers I can buy. Every now and then I get to wondering how the gas prices have risen so high. To fill it up, I have to get alone around my car. Why won't the Saudis throw us a bone? Not enough cash in the bank. I am counting change like a chum. What good's a quarter of a tank to bother to go to the pump? If oil companies were in such harms. Gas prices would slowly get better It's the Saudis who are holding the line Don't you remember what they did to us last time? I don't know what to do We have to get some balls We're running out of gas in all the car stores We have to get gas back Not getting it from Iraq What a waste of our time Once upon a time I could say fill it up now I take the bus like a chum I don't know what to do I total rip off at the pump I total rip off at the pump It's Brittany Summers Talk radio with balls And big ones too She's unforgettable
Radio show slash podcast you have been listening to is the Brit Summer Show. Yes, you have tolerated me for one hour of your time. And thank you for that. <laughs> now, as I said earlier, I'm not certain when the next show is going to be, but it's going to be. Uh, and I, I got to go up to Trump land, uh, death sentence land. And uh, hopefully when I get back. Uh, there'll be some good news on the uh, vaccines, Maxine, because uh, I sure would like to get one. Hey, how about me too, huh? I will not give it to you. Then I could, you know something, I'll still wear the mask, but then I could take off my gloves. Maybe my goggles, but I'll still wear the mask. Yes, that's right. I still wear gloves and goggles when I go to the store. You can laugh, <laughs> but I didn't get COVID. How about you? So until next time, this is Britt Summer saying... Sister Mary Catherine, Jesus! Jeez.